Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Hi, Warren. I have two questions for you today. Um, so I'm a young professional who is now looking to invest. And my first question is, um, is it a good idea to have more than one tax-free savings account as opposed to having, say, a tax-free savings account and then saving some more into a regular savings account? And then secondly, since I'm a contract worker, I don't have a pension fund scheme with my employer. And so I'm looking for ways to save for retirement. What would you suggest is the best vehicle for retirement savings? Am I limited to something like an RA or will a tax-free savings account do the same job? Thanks. Thanks so much for your question. I think that's a, it's a really relevant one at the moment for, for young people in the workplace who might be doing their first job and especially those who might not uh, you know, be working for a big company where they get a company retirement fund. You know, if you're in the gig economy where, where you're working on contract and, and doing you know, project work from time to time, you know, you still need to find an efficient way to build up your retirement savings. And, and clearly, you know, a company retirement fund isn't an option that's available to you. But, but that doesn't mean that you haven't got very good options that, that, that will help you along the way. So, so I think let's start with your tax-free savings account question first, and then let's get to the retirement fund question next. I, I don't think there's a need to have two tax-free savings accounts. You know, to me, a tax-free savings account, you know, if I had to decide what, what I'd do with my tax-free savings account, I would be buying a world uh, world index feeder fund at the moment. I think that's the, the the right place for a long-term investment. You know, the RAND is pretty strong, and I think global markets will deliver good returns for investors over the next 10, 20 years. And, and that's really the kind of term that you should be aiming for when you start your tax-free savings account. And, and I don't see the need to, to have two tax-free savings accounts owning the same investment. And, you know, that world index is so diversified that I don't really see the, the, the benefit of having you know, the world index plus something else. If you did feel like that, you know, you, you can often find that you can get two or three different kinds of investments within one tax-free savings account. So, so that might be an option if you want a bit more variety. But but for me, the world index or maybe the world index with 70 Rand out of every 100 and 30 Rand out of every 100 goes into the emerging market index might help. But, but other than that, I, I think, you know, one tax-free savings account makes a lot of sense. And, and you certainly don't need more. And the reason I say that is you, you have to be very careful of over-contributing to a tax-free savings account. You, you know, you can only do 3,000 Rand a month or 36,000 Rand a year up to a maximum of 500,000 in your lifetime. If you over-contribute to a tax-free savings account, you will be penalized 40% of the value of that over-contribution. So if you, you know, if you're allowed to put in 36,000 and you put in, you know, 60,000, you know, you, you're going to lose 40% of that 24,000 rand extra that you put in, which is a lot of money just to give away. So, so rather do one tax-free account with one product provider where the record keeping is much easier and hopefully they will prevent you from over-contributing. So, so then to follow up with your question around retirement funding, I think the nice thing about uh, being a contract worker or in, you know, in the gig economy is you, you know you can go and up a unit you can go and open a Unitrust uh, RA with a Unitrust company or a, you know a, a, an ETF platform where you can say well you know I'm going to only do one contribution to a retirement fund uh, you know once a year you know let's say late January or early February before the tax year ends uh, and you you can do a calculation about how much taxable income you've earned. And you can say, well, you know, I need to contribute 50,000 Rand as a lump sum 
to an RA because that will give me a huge tax benefit. Uh, and you know, you don't need to be stuck in a contract where you're obliged to, to pay an insurance company, let's say a thousand rand a month, even when you're not working. And if you decided to stop your contributions for a period of time, you'd be, you'd be paying massive penalties. So, so I think the answer is that um, I like unit trust company RAs. I think that the flexibility of those are very good. Uh, the fees are very good. You know, you only pay as you go. In other words, you only pay on the money that you've got invested. You don't pay big upfront commissions and, and big contracted penalties if you decide not to contribute. And you can always move that retirement annuity from one uh, unit trust company to another without paying any kind of penalties. So, so for me, I think that that's the ideal route uh, for, for someone in a gig economy. You, know, you can decide to do a small monthly debit order and an annual top up, or you can just decide to do one big top up a year just before the end of tax year. You know, the, the choice is really yours. But uh, I would make sure that I would do both. So I would have a tax free savings account and I would make sure I've got a, a retirement fund as well, because the tax benefits of that retirement fund contribution are massive, uh, you know, both on the income that you the income tax that you would pay every year. And also the fact that you, you get the growth inside your retirement fund is tax-free. No dividends tax, no income tax, no capital gains tax. And that tax-free growth is really beneficial if, if you're paying very low fees inside a unit trust uh, retirement annuity. So bottom line, I, I would go for both, but make sure that, uh, that, that you don't over-contribute to the tax-free savings account. Good luck. Morning, Warren. Mosa uh, Maziburo here. Thanks for reaching out and for the show. Thank you. We are learning. Can you please um, can you please clarify for me? I'm starting my invest investment journey, investing journey, and then I want to do I want to invest in a tax free savings account. But I've heard that uh, if I take one with the bank, I won't make as much returns as compared to if I take it maybe from. Uh, platforms like easy equities please advise i want you to invest in a tax-free savings account how can i go about uh, doing it thank you thanks so much for your question on tax-free savings accounts and and more specifically is it better to do it with a bank or is it better to do it with a with a platform like a unit trust company or a uh, easy equities or you know, an index provider i think it's important to know that a tax-free savings account is is it's a it's a name for lots of different kinds of investments. So so just be careful. Uh, firstly, when you when you make a decision on a tax free savings, understand that a tax free savings is a little bit like like a beer glass. You know, you can fill that beer glass with water, you can fill it with beer, wine, or gin, uh, but all of that would go into a beer glass. And and so it's important what the ingredient is of the of the tax free savings account, and not just the fact that it is a, is a tax free account. So, so when you make a decision to go into a tax-free savings account, uh, to me, you need to make sure that it's a long-term investment. Uh, and, and that means that the bulk of the money, uh, you know, should, should either 100% or most of it should be invested in shares. And you shouldn't really be looking at things like a fixed deposit or, you know, a, a, low, a low interest investment. You know, a lot of the time, people will go to a bank and they'll open up a tax-free savings account and they'll just aim to, to put it in a fixed deposit where they're getting five or six percent interest a year for the next you know 15 or 20 years and i think that's a really tragic decision because you know tax-free savings accounts you know yes the interest is tax-free but you know if you're only ever going to get five or six percent a year you're barely beating inflation with that that kind of a return and you know if you look at the stock market you know you you would expect to get somewhere around 12 to 15 percent a year over you know a 10 or 20 year period 
And, and so, you know, to, to lose all of that potential growth by, by only being invested in a fixed deposit or, you know, a, a low interest savings account, to me, is a really bad idea. So, so I'm not saying that, uh, you know, all tax-free accounts at a bank are bad. I just think you need to make sure that when you go to the bank, if you go there, make sure that you, you understand that you need to buy something that's heavily invested in shares. You know, and that means if it's a unit trust, you're looking for something called a general equity fund or a global equity feeder fund. Or if you go to a, a Satrix or an Easy Equities, you know, you're looking for a world index fund, like an MSCI world index. Uh, if you go to a normal unit trust company, you know, you're looking for kind of a, yeah, maybe a global equity feed is the, is the ideal route for, for a tax free if I'm, if I'm thinking about it on the fly. So, so I think that that's the important decision. And for example, you could go to a, a unit trust company and say, you know, I want my tax free to only own a money market unit trust because I want the interest. And, and I think that's a really bad idea because, and again, it's, it's very similar to choosing a fixed deposit at a bank. So maybe it's not so important where you go in terms of whether you choose a bank or a unit trust company or a platform. It's much more important that you decide what goes into the tax-free savings account and make sure that that's a very high growth investment. Obviously, that means that you need to be prepared for a bit of risk. You know, in, in bad times like, uh, you know, like in the COVID, uh, you might find that your investment loses value. But, but if you take a 10 or 15-year view, you, you should be very happy with the growth that you're going to get. I think the next point is just to make sure that you pay the lowest fees possible. And so, you know, before you sign any tax-free account, ask them what the annual fees are. And, and I don't think you want to pay anything more than about 1% a year in fees, you know, and, th and that would be, you know, for a, for a general equity unit trust or, or something like that. You know, I think paying 2 or 3% a year in fees on a tax-free account is, feels criminal to me and I really wouldn't do that. So, so just make sure you focus on what the investment is inside your tax-free uh, what the fees are, and then, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions from the product providers. You know, they need to explain everything to you and they need to be transparent on the fees and what's inside the investment. If you make the right choices, I think it's a brilliant thing to do. So, so I wish you all the best and, and please, please keep those questions coming in. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.